Cola Faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number 117, and I am your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin. Before we get started today and everyone introduces themselves, I just want to let you know that my main microphone audio uh, got corrupted during this podcast, but luckily I had a backup, so you're going to hear a slightly lower quality uh, version of my voice throughout this podcast. But in spite of that, with me today we have... I'm Diana Gray, uh, GameCola.net's resident fangirl and a rather lazy editor, and I'm returning to the podcast after a really long time away. Hi, I'm Coley. I write articles sometimes. I'm John. I create cold cut reviews on GameCola's YouTube channel. Yeah, one of those came out recently. You should go, you should, well, I guess it was a cold cut. It was, is that fall under, do the, the, yeah. the top tens fall, like, is that a subset of cold yeah. cut reviews? Yes, or is it, it is. I put it under the same, the same uh, playlist. Because, I mean, it's like, at the end of the day, it's the, one of the things that John made. So, yeah, you should go check out uh, the second set of the top 20 soundtracks, so um, entries 10 through 1. Uh, you should go check that out on the YouTube channel, gc.net. Only if you have exactly 19 minutes and 2 seconds to spare in your time. Well, you could have more than that. Yeah, but I like to cut things close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, we are here today to talk to you first about uh, Nintendo Labo. And then later in the podcast, we are going to talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in uh, Penance for sort of making fun of it last time without Diana on the podcast. And then, uh, to wrap things up, uh, we'll answer a question I missed from Patrick Humphrey's previous email last time when we read through, like, his six questions. I missed one. How could so you? So we'll do that. Yeah, how <laughs> And dare you? Uh, we'll talk about the games we've been playing. So there's our little map, roadmap for the podcast. So let's start with Nintendo Labo, which, if you do not know, I will tell you the things that I know about Nintendo Labo from looking at their website and writing it down onto a Google document. Um, so, Copy and Nintendo Labo is a product that is launching April 20th. Uh, they announced it like a week ago-ish, I think. <laughs> 420. That's when it's coming out. Oh, yeah, yes. For, it's coming out on, on 420, yes. Get, get your number stuff. with no alternate uh, significance. Not to, de- you know, devalue this podcast and make it, like, crude. It's basically this, you, you, it comes with a game, and it comes with these sheets of perforated cardboard that you can, like, bend and craft into these different things. The sort of catch-all package, like the one that has a bunch of things in it, has two RC cars, a piano, a fishing pole, a motorcycle. Like, I think it's just handlebars, not like literally just a functioning motorcycle. A motorcycle. (laughs) Um, Wow. And uh, a house, which is the weirdest one to me. Can I live in that? What are you going to do with that? Live in it. So like, yeah, so like the idea is that you can put your Switch, once you build this cardboard stuff up, you can put your Switch controllers into certain parts of it and the Switch screen and it will, uh, it'll, you can play games with it. So, like, you can do the fishing pole and play a fishing game. You can do hmm. the piano and, like, the motions, like, the Switch controllers, the Joy-Cons, have, like, a little sensor that can tell how far something is in front of them. And so based on which piano key you hit, it'll, like, raise a piece of cardboard that'll block it, and the Switch will be like, oh, they played an F. I'm going to play an F out of the speakers of the Switch. I do not know how they're going to use the house. All of the, there's a video. <laughs> that's a that's the most it. intriguing to me. That's the important. And like literally the only thing they do with the house is they just like stick a Joy-Con in it and then they just cut to another thing. And it's like, what? What is, See, what is the purpose Maybe they haven't it? decided yet. The house isn't for the Joy-Cons. It's for us. 
Maybe it generates a me character inside a virtual house and it uses its HD rumble to move itself around. They're making oh. up for shutting down Mitomo. Oh. Oh, did they that's finally? That's what it was. Oh, never mind. That's what it was. Not Mitomo. Yeah. I don't know if actually that's still up, but yeah, Miiverse is dead. Along with Mitomo's audience. So there was a lot of criticism when this was announced. I mean, we know we know Brancliff didn't like it. Uh, he wasn't. He's not on the podcast today, but he was. He didn't like the idea of it. I just have a lot of questions that I don't think will be answered until it's actually released, which is obviously not conducive for me buying it. That's more of a Nintendo thing. Kind of reminds me of like what they did for the Wii U. It's like they kind of showed you, hey, this is what our product is, but they don't really tell you much more about it than look, look at it, splendor, it's amazing. But then it's like, okay. That's nice, but tell me a little bit more. What can I exactly do with it? So I feel like it's kind of like that with marketing. Which is interesting because their marketing for the Switch was extremely explicit. It was absolutely clear on what oh, yeah. it was. Exactly. So is this a it... step back for marketing, would you yeah, say? For the, for the marketing department, maybe. I feel like marketing, step back, like I think marketing is all, Nintendo marketing is always in kind of a stumble though. Like, I the thing is, though, that since their marketing has been so good with the Switch, I feel like this is just a teaser before they unveil new stuff or like what or more well, specific things that you can do. They with have it. like three months to do that, so they do have quite a bit of time. Yeah, and there's there are some more. If you, dear listener, have only seen uh, the the video trailer for Nintendo Labo or have only just heard about it, there's some more details that are announced. Um, like specific, so there's two products that you can purchase pre-purchase right now. Um, one is the like multi kit. I forget exactly what it's called. There's the variety kit, and then there's the robot kit. I was gonna say one of them is, is the robot one. Seventy dollars. Yeah, the robot one's eighty. Ooh. The variety kit has all the things that I mentioned, but then the uh the robot kit is like a is like just its own separate thing, but it's like an entire robot suit of cardboard, <laughs> which is apparently like apparently this is. What people are thinking are like a repurposed, repurposed game that was like teased about like a giant robot that Nintendo had in the works. They did. It was um, it was it was literally named Project Giant Robot, and they showed it off at E3. I think it was for the Wii U or the, but, it, but I think they moved it to the Switch. But it, it it just it was literally just you control a giant robot and smash a city. That, that so yeah. Happened. So now instead of just controlling a giant robot and smashing a city. You are a giant robot in Smash a City. Aw, man. But it is $80, which a lot of people are complaining about the price. It's like $70 or $80 for cardboard. I have an but explanation. It also comes with, software. it comes with software. Exactly. Okay, that was my question. I didn't okay. know if it came with the game or not. Yeah, it comes with the game. $60 if it didn't, game. that would be a total ripoff. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, if it was literally... $70 for cardboard, that would not be good. And I would not be defending it. And I was going to say, you know, I'd probably get a better value just buying stuff off of Amazon and then using the boxes that the product comes in. Exactly, to yeah. Make and make my own, own robot right. out of cardboard. <laughs> I don't need a, I don't need a uh, template. I could do it myself. It's called a um, cardboard cutter, some glue, a ruler yeah. maybe, <laughs> if you're bad with lines and measurements. I mean, that's sort of... That is sort of something I'm interested to hear about with this, is, like, can people sort of, like, MacGyver their own, like, stuff? Yeah, what if I make my own? Would that work? And I wonder if that's the point. 
I think that's the point because um I saw another video on this recently where where a kid would would normally use the cardboard and as as the cardboard would later decompose and as they customize it and whatnot over time someone like maybe older or who's more creative and more resourceful could probably 3D print the cardboard parts and just have them there permanently. That's an option. Yeah. That adds a, another layer of customization to it, which is why I'm really for this decision because this is so obviously marketed as a kid's toy in the first place. But, oh, yeah. But so were the Wii's motion controls, and those caught on with other competitors really quickly with the PlayStation Move and the Kinect and whatnot. They're trying to one-up them. So, And I'm interested to see how successful this would be initially because because I would love to see, like, Sony's version of like build it yourself elf games or like Microsoft's I don't know build a virtual world or build or build something because um Nintendo did with the toys the to life thing oh well, technically that was Skylanders but Nintendo practically perfected it and now we don't have any more Skylanders or Disney Infinity anymore mm-hmm. we have Amiibo Amiibo yeah still going strong you're describing Xbox and Sony's uh Microsoft and Sony I'm just imagining like a regular PS4 controller just like stuck in a piece of cardboard and it's like look <laughs> we did it we we're did also it. cardboard fire thing a controller <laughs> just made out of cardboard no yeah, well, why stop there get a system made of made cardboard, of cardboard. See, that's the See, that is it that's the literal response but i'm thinking like what if we have a controller like transformer like we bring those back those could be Ooh. those can be a type uh, a new idea that they could come up with. See, here's my question: Why cardboard of all things that they could have chosen? They actually show that in the trailer, so you can customize it because you can literally draw on it to um, do a whole bunch okay. of other stuff. Um, like the piano, the piano ones that they show off, they they colored it with like magic marker or whatnot. It has like different different numbers. They write the names of the notes on it, et cetera, et cetera. But does it come with multiple things? Because, for yeah. example, if you like wanted to do just the piano and you do color it, like, what if you want to use it as something else? Is it stuck with that color on it, or is it like more than that? There, each piece of cardboard is a different thing. It's not like one amazing piece of cardboard that can just be turned into all these mm-hmm. different things. Oh. Yeah, that's good to know. But like, I might pay seventy dollars for a piece of cardboard that could turn into. <laughs> A piano and a motorcycle, just by like a couple. That's folds. what I was like, like wondering though, because did they like specifically say that? Because I don't remember if. No, they yeah, did. in your in the in, on the website it says like you get like twenty eight sheets of. But did they say and, that like on the announcement thing when they had their trailer and video, blah blah blah? I mean, like you can see like the different colors. You can see that each one is designated for a different thing. Also, twenty eight pieces. There's no way that tiny little house is made up of twenty eight. Twenty eight pieces. <laughs> It's obviously made of one, right? Yeah. You only need one piece of cardboard in the house, right? Yeah. I think it's half. I think the I think the one that has the house on it is like the top one on their image display, and it's like not even half the sheet. Also, one of the sheets is like an extra one. I will oh, say that so the robot good. one is kind of pricey, just because like you're getting less cardboard, which I mean that seems a little weird. It's like I'm not getting as much cardboard. <laughs> I am disappointed for my but, eighty dollars like, robot. Who cares about the a other robot, piece yeah. of cardboard? You you can be a robot. I cannot wait for this to come out so that all the streamers will jump on this. <laughs> I cannot wait. I want to see someone play Overwatch using only a piano. Let's do it. <laughs> I, those are those are some of my favorite things where it's like I'm gonna play 
Hanzo, the archer, using only a nerf bow and arrow. Oh yeah? I'm gonna use Symmetra, the character that shoots like a laser beam out of her thing that like heats up and burns characters to death. I'm gonna play her using only a microwave. <laughs> And, like, <laughs> pressing the buttons on a microwave to do it. That's somehow so, actually yeah, that's fires lasers. I'm gonna play... I'm gonna play this really musically inclined character using a piano. But a cardboard piano from Nintendo. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Nintendo. And I'm, like, very interested to see where this goes. I am. But, here's my qualm. It's obviously marketed for, ki- for children. Like, young children. And young children tend to break things. So, That's why it's cardboard. It's easily yeah, replaceable. Yeah, but then you're just going to have to buy more cardboard, and it's going to have to be the special cardboard, obviously, from Nintendo. No. It's always not going to work, so you're going to spend $70 more on the whole thing. I doubt that. Well, first off, it, it doesn't look like with the cardboard that Nintendo's giving out, it's just regular-ass flimsy cardboard. cardboard. <laughs> it looks, I it don't looks, know, man. They haven't judging, said it's no, not. Nintendo judging, brand cardboard. Judging now from the source. trailer, it looks like to be corrugated uh, cor- cardboard, which is more sturdy and lasts a, long, a longer time. But that could just be a trailer thing where they do, like, you know, the whole fast food thing where they where they just make the food look appealing as possible. Look super good. And then when they get it, you're like, ah, shit. <laughs> but, so... It could be that, or it could just be corrugated cardboard, which is a little more expensive, but it will last a lot longer. And obviously, a kid is kid. No matter what they're gonna do, even maybe even the parents helping them, they're gonna break it. But that's why it's yep. cardboard. It's easily replaceable. And you know, someone's gonna put the the folding template on the internet anyway. So oh yeah, definitely the magic of the internet. What's the what's gonna stop parents from buying like a pre-owned copy of the game and then buying their own cardboard for a much cheaper price and just downloading the template and help and helping them build it with the kids together? Although to be honest, Nintendo is pretty strict about that stuff. They they might nail people who try and do that. The internet finds a way. Oh, it does. Diane, you were mentioning like why cardboard. I think part of it too is that like even though like yeah, it'll bend really easily. It's it's pretty. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to uh to tear cardboard um i my family moved recently and so we had to like break like we had these boxes and what you had to do to like open the empty ones was sort of like break this cardboard like connection at the top Mm -hmm. and like sort of snap it off and it was like this tiny little thing it was pretty hard to break that like it's really (laughs) it's actually pretty hard to tear cardboard i mean okay yes i know i know it's not like paper like i know it's harder to rip than paper so i think and it looks like most of the stuff in there, like, will still function even if stuff gets dented up. So I think part of that will work, too. Also, I think it just drives the cost down. I mean, imagine how expensive this would be if this was all just, like, a million pieces of plastic. But then you wouldn't have to buy replacements when they get broken. Imagine all the trees that we kill. We're still killing trees for cardboard! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can recycle cardboard! Plastic can also break. That's easy. true. That's true. A lot of a lot of the, the the stuff, even from Nintendo, the plastic stuff that I've gotten has broken over the years. I mean, so. don't get me wrong. I'm not totally against this idea. I just have a lot of questions that are not going to be answered until I see people actually playing with this thing. And then, I mean, I probably still won't get it because it's expensive and I'm poor. But <laughs> I mean, I would. I look forward to seeing what people can do with it. That's for sure. And also, I, I really like that it's, like, you know, since since video games have come out, I feel like 
people haven't been as create like creative anymore. Ever since video games. <laughs> I mean, with this generation in particular, because video games are so easily accessible, like, as soon as you can, like, literally hold an iPad. So, like, be having something creative and something that kids can, like, make and color on that isn't entirely electronic might be, might be good. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being old, but... No, I'm with you on that. Another thing I've noticed, too, is that, like, one of the things is, like, well, wait, if this is for young kids, like, it's gonna... Young kids aren't necessarily good at things. And putting together a cardboard thing might be kind of tricky. Well, like, one of the things I noticed is that in the software, they say that, like, each one comes, the software comes with instructions. Like, oh, good. in-game instructions. Like, it'll go through, like, step by step, and you, like, press a button to say, okay, I'm ready for the next step. It's family like activity. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, that'd be a nice family activity, though. Yeah, like, even if the kid's things. having, like, trouble, like, hey, hey, mom, can can you help me, like, build this? Can you build this with me? It's like, yeah, sure. That's a nice family activity to do. And the nice thing about that is that you don't have to be able to read to do it. That's true. You don't have to, like, manage a video. Because I don't I, I mean, I'm sure we all have had the experience of, like, when you're trying to watch a tutorial on YouTube. And the person is going, like, way faster yes. than you can keep up with. And you're like, please stop. And then <laughs> Wait, you have to pause I'm it. not there. And you have to, like, keep pausing and, like, going back. But, like, this would be, like, it's very much, like, step by step. And you can pace it however you're going. I think that's actually an interesting way of, like, yeah, make it like a video game. Where building it is the video game. Uh, hmm. Probably not the, the whole video game. You can see little clips of, like, the games that you can An $80 instruction video. I think a lot of it will come down to how good the software is on a scale of um, one, two, switch to Nintendo Land. Yeah. Oh, God. I definitely agree. Being the bad and Nintendo Land being the good. I I guess. Nintendo Land, it might be worth it. Nintendo Land is great. I love Nintendo Land. It was was really Mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, it's probably one of the best tech demo games. Switch Animal Crossing game one. I spent like maybe. Three hours on that damn Donkey Kong stage. <laughs> God damn. Oh, man. Ugh. The good old days. So, yeah. That's what we think about <laughs> yeah. Nintendo Labo, I guess. Uh, make a judgment. Tell us what you think about it. Do you think Nintendo Labo is the most stupid piece of cardboard in the existence of cardboard? <laughs> Let us know by talking to us about it. Email us. Yeah. Please. Say, you're wrong. Cardboard's dumb, and we'll always be dumb. Yeah, it's true. You're actually, I, don't, I, I just realized that I... You cannot like Nintendo Labo. I'm not saying that makes it sound like I'm making everyone who doesn't like it sound childish. You must um, like it. It's yeah, like it, I, we happened to, if Brand Club had been on, there probably would have been a little bit more back and forth. But hopefully, you have enough information <laughs> to make an educated decision on whether you are too old to purchase Nintendo Labo. Idea: Can I make a cardboard Pokeball and actually Ooh. throw it? Probably. Can you actually catch um, Yeah, you can throw it, yes. <laughs> Will it do anything? <laughs> Debatable. How that, how poorly would you have to construct a, a ball that you could not throw it? It might be too heavy. If it just if falls it's apart. Cardboard, it's cardboard, though. If it wasn't He's set out of cardboard. <laughs> also, um, I don't think I'll be buying the robot one because I feel like it won't fit me. And I would just be really disappointed. I'll probably say, like, fold to your size or whatnot. Unless it's one size fits be... all. I don't think it can be one size fits all. <laughs> I don't think so either. 
One robot fits all. Oh god, I'm so I really can I I hope streamers like go whole ham and like try and put it on. I, love, I hope so. I hope one of them puts on like a Godzilla costume or something instead. <laughs> Just while holding the I'm looking forward the, to the Joy Cons. So the other thing we wanted to talk about this podcast because we kind of just made fun of it a lot last podcast, um, was Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the video game that Diana likes. I do! Or the sequel to the video game that Diana likes, at least. I also like this video game, too. I would say, but she likes this one, too. It's a fair statement. Technically, it's the second sequel. Well, but it's the sequel to the video game that she liked. Was X bad? I don't think it was bad. I think it just wasn't what people wanted. I never played it because I didn't have a Wii U, but mm. I think it just wasn't exactly what people wanted, and this is more of a true spiritual successor to the first one. I don't think it's a spiritual successor. I think it's an actual successor. Uh, I mean, yes. It's not, well, okay, clarification point, have not gotten to the end of the game yet, and I hear that the last chapter is where the Xenoblade 1 references start coming on real strong, and I've already seen a couple that I'm just like, oh, it's so good. But, um... I don't know to what extent this is actually related yet. So I, I'm assuming I'm I'm assuming that it's going to be like pretty heavily related, but I don't know exactly what's going on. I have my theories, but I love it a lot, you guys. It's really good. And I'm really mad that you guys um didn't don't like it and were mean about it when I wasn't here. That was super rude. That I didn't even listen Joe. to the last podcast because I knew they were gonna be mean about it. Well, Nasa told you that we might accidentally spoil things for you if you came on. That was the main thing. Yeah, that's I didn't. Also, wanna, I didn't that's why I didn't come on because I didn't want anything to be spoiled. I was still playing it, and I am still playing it because I avoid the plot. Like my life depends on it. Well, because okay, so here's the thing: in the game, you also <laughs> avoid the plot. Uh, yes, I do because I don't want it to end. <laughs> it's like, hey, we need you to save the world. No, no. If I save no. the world, it'll actually contribute to the world ending. Yeah, I'm busy doing side quests. Leave me alone. So, so the the reason, part of the reasoning, I guess I had before that was when it came, when Xenoblade Two came out, I just like only heard negative things about it, which I and I don't, which is strange because it seems like it's not that different than the original Xenoblade. Admittedly, I stayed away from most of the news when it came out because I knew that I was getting it for Christmas and I wanted to keep it extremely completely blind for myself. So I don't even know what the criticism was about specifically. Can you, do you remember or? Uh, Yeah, I can give you, I I actually have prepared a couple questions for you. Oh, of course. All right. I'm I'm ready. Only these are. Grill me. I mean, some of these are kind of my questions, but also they are informed by clips of people who have played the game. I have not played the cool. game. I have not seen a playthrough. I don't mean to suggest that that these are like as legitimate opinions as someone who's actually played the game. And I'm okay. also going to make them sound extra critical for comedic effect. Sure, I expected so, it. So just just be aware, audience. That I'm not as mean about Xenoblade 2 as I'm about to sound. Okay. <laughs> Question number one. Okay. What the heck is up with all the women being swords? <sighs> okay. Listen. Honestly, that is something I am extremely salty about. But, uh... Salty in which direction? Salty of it as a criticism, or salty because, like, salty at the developers for doing No, salty at the developers for doing this. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Can we... 
can we get into spoiler territory here for a minute? Yeah, we talk. We if you want to listen to us rag on Xenoblade without spoilers, go listen to podcast one sixteen, the last one. Okay, I'm gonna we, spoil we talk some about stuff this sort of thing because there's something extremely spoilers. related to that point you just made. That go I'm for it. Really upset about. So, um, you you spend most of the game. Uh, obviously, you play as the main guy, and then uh, you have your party members. And one of your party members is this really badass chick. Her name is Nia. She's like actually my favorite character. I love her to pieces. And she's not a she's not a sword. Uh, she's not a sword. She is one of the few women who isn't. But a, wait, in fact, a but sword. wait. She so she's she's a driver, which is um you know the people that own the swords and like do the fighting. The swords are called blades. So uh, about halfway through the game, you uh, start to realize that something's up, and uh, she's not super uh, normal. And then it's revealed that oh plot twist, she actually is a sword. Do you know how disappointed I was when that happened? The one woman in the game that wasn't a sword. She was the, one of the sword. only ones, besides Morag, not in a super skimpy outfit, and I loved her for it. And then suddenly she just, boom, whips out, hey, in fact, I'm a blade, I have a super skimpy outfit, like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, Nia, put your clothes back on. Like, <laughs> we're not, we're not doing this. And so I never use her as a blade. Also, it's a problematic because she's your only healer. So you can't use her as a blade, because you need a healer in your party. Yes, your blades can heal you somewhat, but you need, in my opinion, to get through the game, at least for me, I need a dedicated healer. And uh, she's the only one I got. So she's never going to be a blade for me. Always a driver, Nia. It's rough. Okay. Follow-up question. Sure. So we have, we have, we have concluded <laughs> that um, all women are swords in Xenoblade. Almost. Morag is actually a girl, and she's not a sword. You think so all women dead. are swords. Um, you think you know uh, a girl. Reverse question, are all swords women? No. Okay, because I'd only ever seen, I'd only ever seen the blades, quote-unquote. No, no, there, there are blades. I'd only ever seen there women, are also but that could have just been a marketing thing. Dogs. Or something. It's like a wolf, dog. You're thing. not sure? Like, you can't really, they don't have, like, real faces, the generic ones. So you can't really tell what kind of they they kind of look like wolves, I guess. But I, yeah, I'm gonna go with wolves. It's probably the closest. I have so many questions. Just yeah. just so look wait. it up. They're they're online. They're actually kind of cool. I like is the dog. It, is it a blade like an actual person that also does weapon things, or is yes. a blade just like a weapon, like a sword that learns to talk? No, it is an actual person that a driver bonds with using a crystal, and then they pop out and they can have a bunch of different weapons actually um you can have like what a do you spear mean pop out yeah People they just don't show normally up. pop out i don't understand they just kind of show means. up from the crystal like there's like a suit you there's okay so there's a special menu in the game that you go to and it's like bond blade and so you're like all right let's do it and then one of your characters shows up and they hold a blue crystal in their hands and you're like all right go for it man and they do it and uh, then a blade just shows up, and you're just like, "All right, welcome to my party. Like, you're you're okay, but you're not what I wanted because you're not a rare blade. Get out of here." Magic. But yeah, they can have a bunch of different weapons. So they can have like uh, spears or katanas or um, a a ball weapon, which is actually kind of badass. Like, I do like the ball weapons; they're fun. Uh, and is it, is like, it John's ultra dense? unthrowable cardboard ball uh Hell no yeah. they're better than that oh yeah coming back into play <laughs> yeah 
and uh, also Knuckles, and all the the animal ones have like twin rings, and they're pretty. Oh, good not the Echidna. Knuckles, Knuckles no, not not <laughs> Knuckles the Echidna. Although I wish that would be Xenoblade <laughs> Two and Knuckles. And Knuckles. So yeah, uh, that's how you get, and then you can equip three at a time, and uh... see. This sort of feeds into my other criticism that I heard. Was that Xenoblade okay. 2's systems sound really complicated? Okay. Like there was apparently there's apparently tutorials like hours and hours into the game where like here's oh, the next yeah I just got one mechanic. and I'm in chapter like friggin' ten which is the last chapter actually. So here's the thing um, about the tutorials. So uh, I just went to Magfest recently, as some of you may know. And uh, while there, I got to talk to Shaka Conroy, who I know, and he is like the Xenoblade master, and uh, because he LP the first game, and that was what actually got me into them, and uh, I casually tweeted him before Magfest saying like, "Hey, can like," or he said something about Xenoblade, and I was like, "Ha, you should teach me how to play at Magfest because apparently I suck." Ha ha. And he was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And so at MAGFest, I got like a 30-40 minute tutorial from the Xenoblade Master of how to play Xenoblade 2, which is pretty badass. I loved it. And um, yeah, he agreed with the problems with the tutorials because the main problem is you can never see them again. <laughs> so if you, if you forget how to do something, you're literally screwed. <laughs> Google. Um, like me, who forgot how to do a number of things that he had to reteach me. And yeah, I agree, the battle system, not as intuitive as Xenoblade 1. It took me a while to learn, but now that I know, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, it takes, it sounds like it takes a while to learn, considering you have to play through the whole game to get through all the tutorials. The thing is, they, like, add things. Like, the whole, like, what I just mentioned with, like, Nia becoming a blade, obviously she comes with a whole new set of abilities that they need to teach you, and, um, apparently I just learned that if you equip both Nia and, uh, your main blade, Pyra, as, as blades, uh, you can apparently have some kind of badass special attack that they decided not to tell me about through the entire game up into chapter 10. And I'm like, you didn't tell me this because... why? But, um... I'm not going to use it, because I'm not going to use me as a blade. <laughs> nope. But yeah, you, you just kind of keep getting more stuff as the enemies get nigh on impossible to defeat. And uh, then, yeah, then you'd obviously need more tutorial. So these blade people. Yes. Can they choose what kind of blade they, they'd be? Like, is there some that choose to be halibird, some two-handed, some like... No. Someone that chooses to be a pocket knife or yeah. something? I don't, I'm, so, I don't I'm confused on how this works. The so logistics. You choose, of this. I think. I think if there's any options, it's up to you, the player, to choose. Are they, they born this options. way? Like what the? How? Yeah, does, okay. How does that so, work? The important stuff. Um, I actually know. Oh god. Because they they clarify that in I believe chapter eight or nine. Chapter eight, verse uh, twelve yeah, of Xenoblade, of Xenoblade the Chronicles two. Um, basically. Um, Thou shalt only choose a weapon of thine own accord, and ne'er shall there ever be such a descent as this. So, real quick, um, real quick summary of a blade's life. Uh, they're born from, in, in their crystal form, from titans, which are the land masses that people live on. 
uh, in the game, right? And uh, their core crystals eventually make the way through, make their way to the surface where they're found and like purified or some sketchy ritual that goes on in Indul. I still never really got that part. Anyway, moving on. Then people can bond with them. If you successfully resonate with your crystal, your blade comes out. And I don't think they of get wire. the snake or anything. They're just kind of born. <laughs> what do you mean comes out exactly? I mean, the, I, I don't really know. They never really show that part. But the crystal is, like, part of them. Like, that's their life force is their core crystal. Once they die, or, like, once their driver dies, actually, in battle, they return to their core crystal. And their core crystal turns black instead of blue. And eventually, <laughs> eventually, it can be used again by a different driver, and when the blade reawakens, they have no memories of their past life. It kind of sucks. And That's then eventually, sing. the blades return to their, the titan that they were born on and turn into a titan themselves. I'm not super clear on that part either. <laughs> I, I kind of watched this cutscene at like 2 in the morning and got real confused. But yeah, and then they go on to produce more blades and blah blah blah, so on. Circle of life, all that good stuff. Uh, so yeah. That's that's how blades work. You're that was the short version. That was the everyone. short version. The cutscene version was like ten minutes, so uh, be glad that I didn't subject you to that. So. Here's the here's the super short version based on what I understood. Okay. A giant poops out a rock. <laughs> no, there's no pooping involved. The rock becomes a crystal gem that is an amnesiac. And thus. Yeah. And thus, Jerry, my trusty letter opener, has been born. And my trusty letter opener. And then, after they're done fighting people for a while, they also turn into a giant to poop more swords. You guys are so mean. Correction, you, Joe is mean. If you just... understood the sophisticated lore of Xenoblade. The sophisticated lore of, hey, look, it's a rock person. I hate you. <laughs> so mean how do you bond with a rock person who's never seen a person before that's why this main character does it with so many well you don't even want to know what happens if the bonding fails well, but like how how do you fail this rock has never met like a person you. before it's called You're a rock worthy. slide joe how does it judge that <laughs> I, I don't it know it has no frame of reference honestly it's i don't rock. really know joe 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 have you watched fantastic four yeah. You know the you thing, go. the character? That's how you yeah, like that. But like he that. wasn't always a rock. <laughs> he turned so, into, Do you he want me to go into the cutscene library and just play it really close to my mic? Okay. No. I want to be blissfully ignorant so I can continue making fun of the fact that you have to make friends with a rock that apparently Joe. developed really high standards That's for someone who's never spoken to a living being and is also a rock. It's a crystal. I never knew you were this discriminating, Joe. <laughs> I know. Joe is rock. Don't mean to rock. <laughs> All right. I'm do just you saying, have more why questions? are they so picky? Why are they so picky is my question. Uh, because they if don't want rock, inadequate people to be their drivers. Duh. And they rock. And roll. That too. They don't want a driver that's going to kill them immediately. But how do they know? They're a rock. They have They're no afraid. life experience. We covered this. No, we haven't. <laughs> I have not received a satisfactory explanation for this question. Don't pretend like we have. Call up Sugar Conroy. He'll help me out here. He knows way more about this than I do. Okay. I, <laughs> I, do you want you want a chance to say the things that you like about Xenoblade? Because I feel like I did really give you that opportunity. 
Well, do you have more questions first that you want me to answer? I have a bad feeling about Let's this. Let's get through that first. <laughs> Look, there aren't, this is not necessarily questions that I want you to answer. I, I want to end questions. on the positive. Uh, so. Well, I don't. I wasn't going to ask any more questions. <laughs> I mean, like, it wasn't going to be anything more. I, the other criticisms are just sort of like just this general uncomfortableness around, like, I don't know, the, the in a sense, the way women in the game are, like, literally objectified into weapons. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Which is, like, and 100%. there's, like, some... Un- there's, like, a, like one uncomfortable scene where, like, a guy has, like, a parent, I guess, has a blade. Like, it, he hid, like, in the closet with, like, weird clothes for it to wear. Oh, it's like, okay. That's an uncomfortable. That's that... just an uncomfortable. If that can happen, that makes this whole situation really uncomfortable. That's a little bit different, but yes. And that, that there are, like, the other blades, the other girl blades, make many comments on how that is not appropriate. <laughs> Which I find hilarious. And just like, just like the the general like thing of like, a lot of them are wearing skimpy clothing. Oh, all of um, all of the girl blades have skimpy clothing on, pretty much. Like that's just a yeah. thing that you have and to expect like, from JRPGs. Like you have to go like, in knowing that that's gonna happen. That unfortunately happens. And it was the same. In, it was the same in Xenoblade One. Like the girls had on skimpy clothes in Xenoblade One, but not probably not this bad. But I don't know. I just. There's something about Xenoblade that is just insane to me, that it has so much lore and crazy stuff behind it, but yet it totally all works. And just the themes that run through the... Like, the first game was the story is just really what drives it forward. I didn't think anything could get better than the first game's story, but this is pretty good. (laughs) Like, I'm invested, but I also just don't want it to end. And there's just so much to do, so much to explore. Like, it's like Breath of the, like, Breath of the Wild was so huge because Monolith Soft worked on it. And it really shows that they... The only... My, my qualm with Xenoblade is that I've been so used to using, like, quest markers, like, in Breath of the Wild. Xenoblade doesn't have those. I'm so annoyed. But I think it's a really easy shift over from Breath of the Wild to Xenoblade because a lot of the controls are the same, kind of. Like, you have the same mini-map in the corner. Like, it really works that way. The interface just flows really well. And it looks like they're going to keep adding new stuff to it based on the expansion pack deal that they've got going on. There's going to be more Blades, more story coming, like, the summer or something. And the summer. The summer. I'm so excited for more story. But I don't know. It's really hard. To, it's really hard to explain why I love Xenoblade so much to people. It really is. But it's just, it's got to be the story. Like, the themes that it addresses, it just does such a great job of doing it. And the art is beautiful. Like, all of the unique blades were designed by different artists this time. So, like, they all look special. And oh, I bet. I, okay. <laughs> the music. Oh, my God. I didn't think anything could get better than the first game's soundtrack. But then we hit the second game. And it's gorgeous. The voice acting is... Mm, it's... It's... Mm, I don't want to say it's Could good, be because it's not always, but it's what we've come to know and love from the series. Like, if they did not do, keep it, like, with British accents, I was going to be upset. And now everyone is, like, Scottish and Welsh, and I love <laughs> that. It's perfect. I just, I don't want it to end. Like, I'm so reluctant to finish the game, because I just don't want to stop playing it. And that's the thing, too. You can keep going afterwards, because there's, like, super bosses, and... There's going to be more quests, I'm sure. But 
it's just it's just a magical experience playing it for the first time. I love it. Okay, I'm 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 done musing. I wish everyone else loved Xenoblade as much as I do. Yeah. Have we have we successfully justified our mocking of it with your uh, your turn at singing? It I mean, I can see why you're mocking out. it. Like I do. You mean you're mocking of it? Yeah, Joe's mocking of it. Yeah, like I I understand why people make. It's just like any other JRPG. Like people are gonna mock it for the the objectification of women, which is just comes with the territory. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, trust me. I mean, I'm not fine with it either. But you just gotta look past it for what the game is, and what the game is is work of art. Honestly. Definitely recommend it to everyone. Go play it, please. For me. Thank you. For Diana specifically. Yeah. And she then gains Tommy. more power every time someone plays Xenoblade 2 after her recommendation. Yeah, honestly. One day she will, in fact, turn into a giant monster that can poop out swords. Oh my god. And she'll probably come <laughs> over me. I'm so excited <laughs> to see how it ends, but I don't want to see how it ends because I don't want it to end. I hope we get to see Shulk eventually. That's my theory. The Incredible Shulk. I'm really but if it's not swimsuit Shulk. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> oh, that's the that's other thing. That's my secret. Have we talked? I'm you, always feeling it. On your criticisms of the game, did you talk about the phrase that's become the new meme for Xenoblade 2? Like, I'm really feeling it, but for the second game? Oh, boy. What is it? Okay. Meme test. So, when you get to, like, the second town of the game or so, you are with Nia. And you run into some soldiers who Nia's technically like a wanted criminal. So they try to arrest you and you get in a fight with them. Now, these soldiers do not shut up through the whole fight. And all they yell is, uh, you done? Don't forget me. Uh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Uh, see here is a big one. Uh, you think you can take me is, is a big one. Like, and they do not shut up. And there's, like, three of them, so they all overlap each other. And literally, the first time I ran into that fight, I died because I was laughing too hard. And I couldn't fight. It's awful. And I heard in the patch that they took it out. It was a successful strategy. And I'm so sad. Like, but that's what, at, at MAGFest, Ted Conroy showed me there's an island of just soldiers. And so I literally got, like, ten of them on me and just stood in the middle and we just turned it up full blast in the middle of the hotel lobby and just let them all yell. And it was awesome. But I heard these says that I haven't tried to go back to Soldier Island since the new patch update. And he says that they took it out. And I'm so sad if that's true. But there's like a stream highlight of like someone playing it on day one. And the chat just goes nuts. They're all just saying, you think you could take me? And of course, it's all in like a really heavy Scottish accent. So it's it's amazing. It's incredible. But so that's that's the meme for this game. <laughs> Apparently, I think they've just taken out Don't Forget Me. I think they've taken out Don't Forget Me, which is probably fair cuz everyone thought that one was kind of weird. Why are you saying that? Uh that's that's about that's I I don't know. I don't want to take up the whole podcast gushing about Xenoblade. Like I mean, I have before, but Yeah, I don't you don't Okay, don't want to. I mean, I could Heavy if, you, quotation if you want. Marks. <laughs> Heavy quotation marks. I could keep talking We're about fine. how beautiful it is if you if you'd like. Like it it's we'll really gorgeous. We'll let you make your tragic sacrifice, Diana, and move on 
to an email from Patrick Humphrey that we got last month. Hey, but better late than never. Better late than never. I missed one of the questions when we were going. How through. dare you? Just well, actually look, look, fired. Look, the 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 life I I tread is a difficult one, and yet mm-hmm. every day objection. I okay. <laughs> Let me get let me get my small violin. Um, so here is this is question four of his six questions. You can listen to the other five questions in the previous podcast, but question four that Patrick Humphrey uh, asked us last time that we can talk about now. Uh, if you could portray any video game character in a game movie, I guess like any yeah any video game character in a game movie show or whatever. Uh, who would it be? So, like, a video game character in some medium, you get to portray them. What would you What would you want to do? Mm, uh, that's a tough one. How much effort would I have to put into acting? That's the question. As much as you want. Like, it's, you, you, you've got the I part, apparently. Do I have to limit it to one? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to, so why? <laughs> Good, Whoa. you know me. But say slow your roll there. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you gonna play, Diana? Okay, so I'm I'm doing this based on I'm looking at the posters on my wall because that's a good indication of my favorite characters. I feel like that's fair. So uh, would love to be Diva because I love her. Um, the main character of Mystic Messenger because I could definitely pull her off. And uh, that <laughs> would Mystic be... Messenger movie yeah. adaptation. Oh, it would, that that would be great. Are you kidding me? That would be such a good movie. I would watch it. Speaking of, Mystic Messenger is getting a new route next week. Everyone hype. Uh, I know, right? Crazy. Probably uh, someone from Ace Attorney. It, uh, I'd be, like, I, I just want to say that, like, for a while, like, you used Emma Sky, I think is her name. Yeah. Your, like, profile picture for everything. And so I would be really disappointed if you weren't Emma Sky because that's the picture of you that I had for a long time. I was going to say, it's a toss-up between Emma and Maya. But it'd probably have to be Emma, because I do just love her to pieces. Question. If they were making an American Ace Attorney movie, like with an American cast, and you were contacted to play one of the roles, but, but, it was Apollo Justice. (laughs) And, no, and, and, it was old Apollo Justice, like from the early games, not later Apollo Justice. Oh, I was going to say, I could probably pull off Apollo Justice. Actually, you know what? Hell, yeah, I'll pull up Apollo. I would 100% do it. I love Emma in that game. Even if it's even if it's like the worst Apollo Justice, like from the very beginning, where everyone hated him? Yeah, I'd do it. I'd do it because it would mean that if it got a lot of support, maybe they would make more movies. And uh, also, the only disappointing part is that there's no Edgeworth in that movie. So, like... That's a crisis. Emma in that movie would, or Emma like in that game, and therefore in that movie would be so much fun to play because she's just so grumpy all the time, and I love her. Uh, so that, and also maybe someone from Fire Emblem because that would be pretty fun. Yeah, okay, I'm done. I could probably pull off Apollo personally. <laughs> okay, you know what? New question. We're casting an Ace Attorney movie. <laughs> I knew it. I knew this would come. Joe just <laughs> muted, so I'm in charge of the podcast now. Um, <laughs> Can you guys? No, no, Joe, you every shush. Every single shush, time, I'm in charge. I mute no, he's back. No, shush. Joe, shush. I'm in charge now. Ace Attorney movie. You lost Game your Game Cola cast. Who are we casting? As who? Excuse me. Uh, me as Phoenix and Apollo, and possibly. Okay. 
everyone else that's not everyone a dick. else it's just me and john actually every other guy that's not a dick i'll you'll be all the guys and i'll be all the girls beautiful let's do it all right casting, we're done casting session done we're all right we can filming. end the podcast we're now filming tomorrow let's go let's do let's do it i'm ready where's the script i'll, I'll send it to you she's getting no respect around here <laughs> only when i'm around Silent is this a surprise to you no, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you're mean to me, everyone's on board. But when I'm mean to you, all of a sudden, I'm the bad guy. Everyone's like, hey, no, you're the one being mean. I'm not siding with you on this. It's just the magic of being me. It's Poor a double girl. standard. I like how nobody's denying that. Nope. <laughs> okay, so everyone else answer the question now. Not my question, because we already answered that. Um, <laughs> what What video game characters would you be in a movie or tv adaptation mario because i'm italian <laughs> perfect <laughs> that's all i got that's all i got wahoo perfect are you secret john know. are you secretly mario in the new mario movie that's maybe hey, i don't made, know what you're talking about with me uh okay i'm done that's terrible <laughs> i think it's time we got another mario movie please I well, want I, I want there to be a new mario there's movie, an animated one to have there, there i want him dreamworks is working on an animated one yeah, I heard that, yeah. actually. It's I don't know how to feel cool. about that. I don't know how long in development, though, it is. I'm like, yeah, I feel like it's not like very sometimes far. Some... Well, I'm I'm literally looking at a VHS copy of the original Mario Mario movie, no. and I'm just saying anything will be better than that. That's true. <laughs> I want the, the new Mario movie, if it, if it does, like, the the real-world Mario world thing, but, which I don't think it will, but if it did, I want... Obviously, Charles Martinet to voice Mario in the like video game world. But if there was yes. a real world component, I want him to sound like in the cartoons where he's like, "Hey, Luigi, we're gonna go save the Mushroom Kingdom, Luigi." <laughs> when Mario just sounded like a gruff, like you know, middle-aged man <laughs> for a while, and made nothing no. but pasta puns. Yeah. Oh. Whatever happened to that Mario? Nobody likes him anymore. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, everyone go do the Mario. He was canceled for a reason. Nobody watched it. How dare you? How dare you say that to me? How dare you say that on one of the great shows of our time? The Super Mario Brothers Uh, Super Show. No. No. There was a Super Mario Brothers 3 show. They just skipped 2 and went straight to 3. Yeah. Because that's how much power it had. No two sense. Was weird. Two was a dream. You can't have an entire TV show about a dream. Yes, you can. Called Inception. I'm You're pretty good. sure there's been a show. I like that. <laughs> no, Inception was about several dreams. It wasn't just about one dream. Probably. Probably. It was all a dream. All right, then call it Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Nightmares. Boom. No, but that wasn't all just one dream. You'd all have right, to have an right. entire movie... That the the whole thing was a dream, like every single bit of the movie second, it was a dream. And like G four, rest in peace. I I still don't believe that that is true, but I don't know what that is, so I can't really I can't really argue with you about in, it. But I'm just gonna like you're in the you're video wrong. game industry. You don't know what G four is or was. Is G four a movie? No, it was a TV channel that was all about gaming. Oh, okay. Well, wait a minute. I, yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> okay, Coley, what video game character would you play? I'm going to cheat a little bit, okay. because it's not so much a specific character as it is, like, I don't know, 
not like a type of character, but like, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to be a Pokemon trainer. Just because I am a huge Pokemon fan and I've always been enthralled with the Pokemon world. I like sometimes when I like daydream, I'll think about like, what, how, like, would it be if instead of like animals, we had Pokemon and instead of like going to do like an actual job, it's like, hey, your goal in life is to be a Pokemon trainer. Like, that just always seemed, like, really super cool to me. So That's I would awesome. just, I would absolutely love if someone's like, hey, you want to play Pokemon? Tri-? Yeah, let's do it. I would do it, too. That's a good role. Yeah. I want to be one of the people that just stands on the road all day aimlessly and waits for someone to come by. <laughs> waits. You made eye contact with me. We must battle. We must battle. <laughs> do it. Okay, I guess we can ask Joe. I can ask myself. Thank you very much. I, don't I asked you first. That sounds hey, He does it enough. Hey, Joseph, what video game character would you like to play in a TV or film adaptation? Well, Joseph, thanks for asking. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Man, you that's the end of the podcast. So polite with me. This is the average night at Joseph's house. Is there house. a way to kick him out of the call? And so kind to me all the time. Well, Joseph, it's really no trouble. It's no trouble to be nice to such a great person. Anyway. I'm trying to find so, a way to kick him out of the call. And I Joe, why, don't you, Joe. why don't you answer my question, Joe. Joseph? Well, I'd be glad to. Joe. Uh, if I were to play a video game character, probably something from Mega Man, let's be Joe. honest. Like, let's okay. not kid ourselves. Joe, do you... Like, no one, no one expected anything different. Of course I'd love to be Mega Man. I'd probably end up being Otto, though. Or maybe, uh, maybe one of the Robot Masters. Joe. What? Do you need an adult? I am an adult. <laughs> do you need another adult? The, uh, I, no, both of us, both of us are here. Both adult Josephs are here having a pleasant conversation there, with that. Okay. No, there is only one. We're gonna we make can a, all mute him. We're gonna no, make oh, a, I see your confusion. We're gonna no, make a separate no, voice channel just for you and, you, and the we're, other you. No, we're just sharing a microphone. <laughs> it's like when uh, Stefano and Swimming come on. You know, we're just both oh, on microphone. Right, Joseph? Yeah, that's right, Joseph. You scare me. Which one? Which one of us scares you? Both of you. Come. God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for those of you that don't have access to our Discord, which is all of you, Holly just changed her username to the other Joseph. Don't be silly, Coley. There's only two Josephs. And they're both right here. I'm gonna go back to Xenoblade. <laughs> oh, like you ever left. I actually did. I don't believe Ooh, you. Oh, get called out. Just so she can gush about it more. Hey, Diana. What? Hey, Diana. What video games have you been playing in recent times? <laughs> I think I might know the answer. <laughs> Lego Star Wars. I'm. That's my yes. <laughs> well, I've been playing Xenoblade. Surprise, surprise. You don't say. I've also been playing a lot of Pocket Camp, the Animal Crossing yes. one. Um, Pocket Camp is great. I've been playing that. I've been playing um, Fire Emblem Heroes and uh, my my dress up game on my phone. I do those every morning before I uh, start playing Xenoblade. What's the name of the dress up game? Uh, Shannon wrote about it, actually. That's a very strange name for a video game. Shannon wrote about it, actually. The video <laughs> game. It's called Love Nikki Dress Up Queen, if you must know. And, uh, um, question. I have a question. It sounds like one of those what? flash dress up games you would find on the. It basically is. I have a question. What? No. Is loving Nikki mandatory for this dress up game? I don't know. She's pretty cute. I have no room in my soul for another. But does she have personality? Uh, no, not really. None of the characters really do. And she's, um, she's, she's, yeah. I mean, there's, 
there's a plot, like, I put plot in quotation marks, because, uh, it's not really a good plot. It's just really funny to see the crazy outfits you could try and put together and get scored amazing amounts of points. Sounds useless. It honestly really is. I don't know why I love it so much. But Shame. I do. Shame. It's it's really stress relieving, ironically enough. Uh, okay, that's all I've been playing, to be honest. Although I should be playing more Breath of the Wild, because I got the DLC for that, and I just haven't done it yet, because it's Xenoblade. What about you, Coley? I have been playing um, Ever Oasis for 3DS. It is very fun. Uh, basically, the gist of the game, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, um, the setting is in a desert, and there are these uh, people who have the power to make oasises, or wayside. That sounds useful. Whatever <laughs> the plural is for that. And with a water spirit, the two can combine their powers to make an oasis, but this chaos has been threatening to get rid of all the oasis, whatever, and you are like the last hope after your brother's oasis gets destroyed by chaos, and so it is your job to have this oasis and get all these people to come in it and be happy and to vanquish chaos from the land. It's very cool. That sounds pretty cool. Is chaos like a person? Or is um, like or a, a thing. Extra dimensional force of antagonist. Kind of both. I don't want to like go into like, you know, spoilery stuff, but it's kind of like chaos is kind of like this force. Cool. That eventually materializes. Follow up question. Yes. Are any of the Oasis people secretly mirages? No. No. Oh. They're not. Well that's just that's just not scientifically <laughs> accurate. It's a no well known fact that ninety percent of Oasis are actually mirages. <laughs> huh. Haven't you seen the movies? No. Not that movie. No. In every movie, every oasis is uh is not real. It's a mirage. A marriage. A marriage. No. It's a marriage <laughs> of, of a real idea and a fake thing. Not a word. A, mir- a mirage. Definitely not a word. Yeah. What was the other game you and were playing, Coley? The other game, well, it's obviously, it's it's been out for a while. I've been playing Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. Oh, Finally got around to getting to playing it, because I never did, and now I did. I am most of the way through the game, and, like, Hoenn was one of my favorite gens of all time. So, for me, I was like, I need to get Alpha Sapphire, and I'm so happy I did. I've been loving it. It's such, a, like, a nostalgia factor going back. It's like, oh my god, like, yes, Four Tree City is exactly how I remembered it, and I could still make a base, and it looks awesome. That's cool. Yeah, so I've been very happy with the, you know, graphics um, update and the whole Mega Evolutions thing, and it's been nice. It's I'm really glad that I decided to pick it up. I always hated Fortree City. Well, <laughs> I always hated your opinion, so we're even. Whoa! There's, like, at least 20 trees, though. There's not four. <laughs> Six people live in trees. Like, how did they even mess I that up? It's very clearly it's more than four trees. F O U R as in four tree though. I thought it was. Is it? I thought it was, but I could very well be wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm only ever in one tree at a time. Okay. okay Maybe really. two. It's F O F O R T R E E. So oh, not it's just four, four trees. As in number the city's four. four trees. Yeah, it's four tree. Yeah. Ah, take mm. that, Joe. It's not a city for trees. It's a city for people. 
It was for trees first before the people got there. <laughs> Absolutely true. There were already people there, though. No. no. Are there... you trying to tell me that all the people in Fortree City are secretly trees? No. No, no it's one is trying no. to tell you that. No, there's swords. We've been over this. <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> <laughs> Joe, literally no one is trying to tell you that the people are trees. You made that up all on your own. I just heard you say the words, the people are trees. Joe, no, other Joe, would you so both good. calm down? Yeah, no, Diana just said the people are trees. She said no. those words. Other words were around them, but yeah, she didn't okay. say those words. I, I was like, I did not say that, actually. I'm going to play it back right now. You just did. Here it is. Oh Ding. The people are trees. Yep, there there she did. That's when she said it. The co this She's court does not val validate the submission of this evidence. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Overruled. I have absolute power. I don't think you guys understand. Are we sure we can't kick him out of the call somehow? I mean, I probably can because I am a mod. Ooh, kick him out. Is it? It's, so it's mutiny then. I think I, ooh, I can I kick can him. <gasps> do don't it. You, don't you dare. Do it. Don't you dare. <laughs> Collie, do it. Collie, do it. You're, you're all oh, off the man. podcast. If you kick me off the podcast. And then where will we be? Well, he's been being mean to us the whole time. Uh, none of us will be off the podcast. Uh, it would be you. I'll just podcast do the podcast all by myself. No, it wouldn't be by yourself. You'd have other Joe with you. It would be Joe and other Joe at Joe o'clock. Same Joe time, same Joe channel. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> same Joe place. Same Joe joke. Uh, <laughs> and he's gone. Oh, he we drove him he's away. gone again. Yeah. Quick. <laughs> what should we talk about this time? So, Xenoblade is awesome. Um, so Xenoblade is awesome. I am walking around a uh, desert, and it's really cool. It's kind of like Ever Oasis, but not because there's no oasis here. Riveting. It sucks. I know. Oh, we could talk about Kirby. We could. Oh, we could talk about Kirby. If anyone's interested, has any more I love been Kirby. released about it since the last podcast? I haven't played a Kirby game um, in a long time. Neither have I, but I'm more than willing to talk about it. There is a, there was a Nintendo Mini Direct not too long ago that showcased that a little bit more. Oh. It had Kirby in it. It it showcased a bit of Kirby Star Allies, and we have an official release date. Oh, what is that again? Official Somebody... release date for Kirby is yes. March 16th. Uh. There's this big building in front of me, and I just know it's the building that I'm supposed to go to, and I don't want to go to it. So I'm just Punch going it. to walk around it instead. How about you stop playing the game or record a podcast? Uh, clearly we're not doing anything right now. <laughs> oh, if only, we had a, is gone. if only we had a leader. I know. A podcast master, per se. Oh, shoot, I actually triggered a cutscene. Did someone say they needed a oh, podcast wait, kick leader? Him. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? You guys are obviously so lost. We talked about Kirby me. while you were gone. Speaking of which, yes. John, what video games have you I've... been playing in recent times? See, this is what I do. This is what I do. I provide a valuable service where I ask people questions and then I interrupt them before they can answer him. with my jokes. It's incredibly important to the to the saving of this Rip. podcast structure. Jonathan, what do you think? My name is playing? not Jonathan. It's literally just John. Second of all, I've been play I've been playing uh quite a number of games actually. Um just the other night my, my roommates and I played uh Super Smash Brothers Brawl for the first time in a long while. Wow. And I Throwback. just and I realized how little the achievements I unlocked. Did you win? 
Uh, a couple. Not not all of them. But um, I literally just went into the stage builder today, and I made a little cube stage, which based, which is a closed-off cube. You spawn in there, and there's one hole, and so one hole that you can be blasted out of. So what I did was I set I set the uh, special special match rules to sudden death damage, heavy gravity, and high speed, and added in four players in there and let the chaos ensue. As you see everyone wow. bouncing around bouncing around trying to get get them through this one hole. Put on like maybe three stock three stock lives and the matches last like twenty minutes. And it's insane. So yeah, that's one. I also um I've been playing um Actually, I haven't played it since it came out. Um, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice has been, just been ported to iOS App Store. And it I, has. And I've been playing it because it is much cheaper on the App Store than it is on the 3DS eShop. And I, I've i been really enjoying it, actually. I've been Case 1 is really interesting. Case 2 is actually one of my favorites since, um, since in the entire series for a long time. Case 3 is filler, as always. And then... Yeah. Oh wait, no, that was case, case five, man. Wait, no, case four. Case four was actually the filler one. Case three was the was the other one. It was when the, the reunion with Maya. Yeah. Case five, I case five, I have not finished yet because I got to oh. I got past the um the trial against Phoenix and then oh. and then I left on the uh, I left on the cliffhanger and then afterwards I accidentally read a spoiler and then I just oh. I just lost motivation to get to play some oh, more. Oh no! Did you get the huge thing spoiled? Yeah, I I believe I did. That's bad. Yeah. yeah so that's a huge reveal. Yeah. No. Then I'll. I'll I'll go back to it sometime, but I'm just like, ah, oh, damn it! Why did I read that? I know. Ex- I'm pretty sure I know exactly what it is. <sighs> Ugh. Oh, um, l- yesterday I played um the Chronicles of Riddick: Escape from Butcher Bay, which is based off the struggling film franchise, uh, starring Vin Diesel, <laughs> who actually who actually provided his voice and likeness for the game, which is pretty cool. Which is stupid because one of my roommates says he looks nothing like Vin Diesel and he looks like 80% like him. The only thing that's different is the nose, which it's funny because Vin Diesel has a big nose in like real life, but the game also knows that, so it tries to exaggerate that, so it's like twice as wide as it normally is, which is weird. But uh, the game's pretty fun, though. Like, per- personally, it's like a combination of stealth and and it's really hard, though. It's... It, it, there's literally a checkpoint like every ten feet because of how hard it is. It's wow. like as little progress as you make, it's still progress. But yeah, it's um it has a cool like uh, mechanic where you basically you go around a prison and a- and ask them, hey, can uh, give you a ten a pack of cigarettes for for a knife or something like that, and you basically just go to from this person to this person and exchange and exchange everything and ha- and see how you can escape, which is pretty cool. And that's what I've been playing recently, Shazam. Joe? I play Mario Odyssey <laughs> again. Still? So. <laughs> nice. Just because I have, I, I am the podcast commander of a video game podcast, you expect me to play video games? Like, come on. Oh, wait. Um, what kind of weird expectation is that to have? That also, that also reminds me, I've been playing um, Dangnam Ropa with uh, James, which will be a Let's Play series soon. I will, up, um, I will upload the first episode as soon as I'm done editing. So that is, that's all, that's our show for today. So uh, thank you for listening and sticking with us through to the very end. And, uh, you know, sticking around through my uh, tyrannical rampage. Uh, If you liked what you heard, 
about the Game Cola podcast, you can check us out and on our actual internet website, GameCola.net, where you can uh, find other podcasts and also read articles about latest game news and the uh, the game reviews of the games we've been playing, blog posts about what we like about games, and columns about also what we like about games. If you are interested in more media-based content, you could check out GC.net, our YouTube channel, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, and the word net. If you'd like to get in contact with us quickly, you can always poke us at our social medias, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Just search Game Cola and you'll find us. It's looking on this little G guy in the uh, user icon, uh, the profile picture. That's what it's <laughs> called. If you like listening to the podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or you could share the iTunes link with a friend. Maybe share this podcast with a friend who. Uh, Wants to know more about Nintendo Labo. Hey. If they if they have a wrong opinion about it, <laughs> maybe you can show them this, and they'll have a right <laughs> opinion about it. Because that's how opinions work, right, everyone? Absolutely. Right, everyone. Okay. Sure. Um, also, uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us and have a question read on the podcast, you can email us at podcast at gamecola.net. And we will do just that. We'll read your question on the podcast. I think that's everything. So... Uh, thank you again for listening. Have a wonderful day, or whatever time it is, wherever you are. And we will see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. to do so much to see huh. so what's wrong with taking the back streets Ignore. get the hell out of here get out um you I can't mean, kick me off my own podcast hello mute button nice to see you again. we could vote <laughs>